part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. Yeah, the local media has an agenda that they're going to serve. I don't know who's in charge of it or what it is, if it's like a headless monster. Why? This is a question. Walking backwards. Walking backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Something sacred. I don't know the names of the creep songs. Those Running in circles. Just pop in and let play. Sea of glass. It's the flight in the fall. I love Ozzy. <laughs> I think he's the true definition of a rock star. <laughs> I heard a comedian talk yeah. about him and Michael J. Fox. You know the world, something's wrong with the world when Michael J. Fox is all screwed up and Ozzy's fine. <laughs> Hey, it's Bill, and you're tuned into the Pennsylvania Rock Show, featuring the best unsigned rock that Pennsylvania has to offer, right here on PARockShow.com, MegaRockRadio.net, RudaRoo.Radio.com, BuildTheScene.com, and 107.1 FM St. Louis, Missouri. With me on episode number 432 are the guys from Oceans to Ash. What's up, gentlemen? How's it going? <laughs> Why don't you uh, each take a moment and introduce yourself and tell us what you do in the band? Uh, I'm Christian. I'm the vocalist for Ocean Stash. I'm Chris. I play guitar. I'm Ben. I also play guitar. I'm John. I play drums for Ocean Stash. And Cody's not here because he's chasing chickens around in his yard right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's perfect. That's exactly how the show goes. <laughs> um. So uh, let's let's start off with with one of the cliche questions that you you would get if you were on an FM station. Um, <laughs> so where where did the name Oceans to Ash come from? Um, <clears throat> basically, we had a different name before, and some other band that already had the same name messaged us and had already released music under that name through Spotify and we weren't like super pumped about it anyways. It was just that we were new and needed a name at least to be playing shows out. And, um, uh, they sent us a message saying like, Hey, good luck having people tell the difference between you and us. And even though they were from a different country and everything, it was still like, whatever, there's too much confusion. So we all sat around in the garage after practice and took a few nights writing down all kinds of different band names and ideas and, <laughs> then passed the notepad around and everybody could scratch off the ones that they didn't like. And by the time it got all the way around, we scratched all of them off. And I was the one who scratched most of them off till there was none. And then, um, Cody, the bass player was just having some ideas and we all just brainstormed and collaborated on like things that we wanted the band name to like kind of convey, like just on like first hearing it. And it was kind of him that, put it together so that's how that happened <laughs> it, it was a really mixture of all of us it, it, it just kind of came about at one point because the first idea was oceans to ashes and then uh, everybody kind of vetoed that and they turned into oceans to ash yeah it slowly worked its way there from a few others yeah it like yeah. kind of like morphed into it so I was expecting like a volcano story or <laughs> no, it was like one of them was like Ash Ocean. There was Ash Lake and was Ben. Do you remember the other one? Amygdala. I think there was Amygdala Homunculus. Uh, the original, yeah, <laughs> the original <laughs> name was Kentium that we had to change, and then um, the one that Cody came up with when we started talking about like apocalyptic theme kind of stuff. He said there were oceans and i was like uh, it's kind of cool but it just needed to be a simple thing that like you could write and read easily and not have to think too much about but you can if you want to and make it more like i don't know we wanted to almost convey that we could be on the brink of something really horrible happening but we can still save ourselves at the same time yeah as that's a planet <laughs> 
that's exactly what it is. And it's exactly what we're living through right now too. So, well, you know, that, it's fitting. That actually works like right into one of my questions. So I'm going to just go ahead and ask it now. Okay. Go ahead. So let's say the apocalypse does happen and, um, you know, a select few people survive and, and the world continues on. Um, which, which of your songs, single song, would you want to survive and represent your band? Um, well, only one's kind? out right now, but we have five coming out. But I'll let whoever was going to take that go ahead. I was going to ask what kind of apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I, I do get asked that occasionally. Um, let's see. Uh, the four horsemen show up and take everybody out. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> last time it was a volcano. I couldn't do that again. <laughs> being our, uh, our our personalities, I feel like we end up playing our song. Uh, which one will we play? Nah, not hypocrite. Uh, um, humor me. We probably play our song "Humor Me" because it's about global warming. So it'd be ironic that if that happened, that's what caused it, as opposed to the climate change, et cetera, that everybody's predicting and all that. Okay. So you should have gave me a heads up. I could have said it was global warming and then it would have all played in. Let's talk about your influences a little bit, but I'm not going to ask you straight out who influenced you. Um, if, if I was to look at your, uh, music collections what what bands and, and what albums might i see and each of you can throw a couple in if you'd like a lot of us like really similar bands so that makes it kind of easy like event sevenfold tool corn they're a bunch of the big ones for all of us i think pantera slayer oh yeah hey, me, me and the drummer i have every tool album sitting on my dresser right now <laughs> For me, I listen to like a lot of uh, North Lane and Periphery, etc. I kind of try to influence that in the vocal style a little bit, but not not a whole lot. I've been trying to pick up an Animals as Leaders almost drum style. I love their uh, music. Yeah. Yeah, we sound kind of like if you mix all of those together, but not like the crazy extremes of them, just like the parts of them that, that are kind of more like for everybody like i've been in a lot of bands before that like they would show like metal bands that when i was younger that try to take it like everything to the extreme and like it gets kind of weird trying to just make the heaviest song or to tune the lowest and you know <laughs> be the fast growl, the, yeah be like all that kind of stuff and it's like before you know it like you're really really good but the only people you're playing in front of is members of the other bands on your show and you have to have something in there that catches people's ear and that they can like kind of before the song is even halfway over, like familiarize themselves with and that they can like still have humming in their head whenever they leave the show and want to come back next time. Yeah. Cause to add on to what Chris said, it's not everybody is listening to be a musician, you know, so you can be playing the, the craziest, most technical riff that you possibly can. But the guy who listens to hip hop or the guy who doesn't play guitar and like rock music, He's not going to necessarily be into that. He's going to be sitting there like, okay, my brain hurts. I'm going to walk away now. Mm-hmm. So. It's not the first time I've heard that. And, and a specific person popped into my head. I won't throw a name out, though. Uh, <laughs> um, I won't even do that. I was going to give a hint, but people will figure yeah. it out. <laughs> you guys wouldn't figure it out, but other people will. <laughs> but, I mean, there's always going to be, like, the part in the song for that, like make a, make a cool, like part in your solo that nobody else can play, but you or like the drum solo part or whatever, like hit the high note, but like, you don't have to be like balls out the whole time and have everybody just like confused. Like, what did I just watch? You want them to remember, like, I love that. I want to see that again next time. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, making Kool-Aid or lemonade. You put a little bit of sugar in, it feels just right, but you put too much in, it's just going to be oversaturated water mm-hmm. you know, or oversaturated sugar. 
But you don't like to eat that sugar that's at the bottom sometimes, though? <laughs> I'm like, when you're done, like... Nah, man, that ain't for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've, I've never tried that. <laughs> you should try it. Drink uh, Apparently, it's real sugary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what, what, you guys have, have a couple... Um, big shows coming up, I noticed. Um, you want to throw some of those out? Yeah. Um, the next one, by the time this airs, will be happening tomorrow. Um, we're playing at Fallout Shelter with White Thrash, Heracide, and Around the Hex. And we're also doing a huge show August 25th. Um, Bob and Diane presents Mayhem in the Mountains. Our buddies Nail Driver got us on that, and they throw one of those I think every year and it's us and nine other metal bands. And then after that, and it's at a um, place that's usually has paintball matches. So it's like out in the woods and we're camping there overnight and it's going to be insane. So definitely try to come out to that one. And then also our other one that we're super pumped for is on September 4th at craft house stage and grill. We're opening up for non-point. He is legend and letters from the fire. So try to make it to that one. Definitely. I'm going to throw one more of your shows out there just because I was looking at the, at the lineups and, and, uh, they, uh, it has a band that, that recently released a new track and it's supposed to be emailing it to me tonight. So I can play it on the show. Um, that's the September 15th show, um, live at the live music at the pub. With uh, Rain of Z. Oh yeah, Rain of Z. Yeah, that's. That, that's yeah, that show's gonna be sick. Yeah, they just played like at the whiskey and stuff out in L.A. It's crazy awesome for them. Yeah, they're and not- uh, yeah, uh, and we should. Probably- they, I know all of those guys except for the singer because my old band used to play with old lords, old lords. all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, the Smiling Moose show, that's with um, Filthy Media, right? On the 28th? No, that's with, uh, that's also a Drusky show. Oh, okay. And S- Sleep Waker and uh, Harbor Divide are on that with us. We skipped one. We may as well throw it out there, too. September yeah, 14th. The other, <laughs> yep, September 14th with Nail Driver and with Darkness on the Radio. We're all over the place. Uh, if if yeah. you go to their Facebook page, it, it is hit one. events. Yeah, people always ask us when are you playing. Go to the events section. That's where we list every show we play. Also, yeah, we if you click about or the tour dates section. Yeah, that's we're on problem. Song Kick. We're on Bands in Town. We're on everything. We always keep everything totally updated. So whatever thing you want to follow us on, we're on every one of it except Tumblr or whatever. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we have everything there is. We have MySpace. Wow. Yeah, we have. You can't. You can't ever be us on MySpace because we already are us on MySpace. <laughs> I, I will. Um, I will throw up the bands in town code on the um, show uh, page. So when they when they're listening, it'll it'll show your shows there as well. Sweet. So, on parockshow.com. Um. Why don't you guys tell me about the, the track you sent me, and then we'll take a short break and let everybody hear that track. Uh, Go ahead, Christian. Yeah, for Victim, uh, what, what would you like to know? Well, you could tell me um, about the song or about recording it or, or anything you would like. If you're, you guys are young, but have, did you ever see MTV Storytellers? Yeah, yeah. but not for a while. <laughs> but yeah, they play the song and talk about it for a little bit. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm going for. Okay, so the song Victim to the Algorithm, whenever I was writing the, the lyrics for the song, um, it's mainly about, it's, it's kind of more so about personal experience of mine, but it's mainly uh, just don't make bad decisions. If you do, there's consequences to pay for it. Um, there, Like I said, there's a little more tied into the song. It's kind of a personal experience. I don't know if you necessarily want me talking about it on the show, but hey. it's... Uh, if it's something you think that I would have to cut, then don't. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but uh, nevertheless, it's just you know you make your decisions, 
and be reaping consequences. You're going to end up having to pay some sort of consequence for what you do, what you decide to do, every step you take through life. Um, that That's the main premise of the song. Okay. okay. So I, I'm going to pair, I, I usually play two songs in the break, and um, looking at, at your shows, I'm going to tell you which bands I have music from, and then you guys can decide what I play. Okay. I also have music from White Thrash, Nine Stitch Method, and uh, Raina Z. I mean, I'm going to play them all, but which one do you, would you like me to pair with yours? <laughs> do Raina Z. Okay. And then do the other two after. Is there another break that you'll do the other two? Yeah. What What will happen is yeah. I'll, I'll start out. Um, <laughs> this is weird. Okay, guys, you're getting a little inside information. So I start out and I play a couple tracks, and then I do this interview, that part, part of the interview that we're doing right now, and then I'll play your song and Raina Z, and then I'll play the second part of the interview, and then whatever time's left, I fill with more music. Okay. Pat messaged me from all all the time from Nine Stitch Method. He's coming to see us with Nonpoint, and we're going to see him open up for Soil at the Hard Rock. And his band's also on Mayhem in the Mountains with us and Nail Driver. Uh, so we're like getting kind of like a family of bands like growing. It's pretty cool. Where's Nail Driver from? They're from like Altoona. Okay, I'll have to get in touch with them. <laughs> yeah, you'll love those guys. They're awesome. I even go out that way occasionally because my brother lives out past Penn State. <laughs> okay. But, hey, so we're going to take that short break. We're going to listen to um, Oceans to Ash and Reign of Z, both brand new songs on the show. And we'll be right back.
Hey, it's Bill. We're back on episode number 432. We just heard Rain of Z and Oceans to Ash. And uh, Oceans to Ash happens to be with me tonight, if you're just tuning in. Uh, so if you guys want to say hello again for anyone who just tuned in. Hello. Hello. Hey. What's up? <laughs> See, I told you that part's awkward. <laughs> Good. So why don't you throw out um, where your um, victim to the algorithm can be downloaded? That can be downloaded on our Bandcamp site. And it's also linked on our Facebook. It's pinned to the top. Probably will be for a long time because it's free. And as the other tracks from the album come out, they will also be free for a limited amount of time. And that's where to get it. So uh, go to their Facebook page and uh, you can just search Oceans to Ash. It's pretty pretty easy to find. Um that the URL is oceans to ash new spaces. Um, I see you guys have Instagram. I would assume it's probably the same thing. Oceans mm-hmm. to ash. You have a uh, Twitter or anything else you want to throw out there? We have Twitter, Reverb Nation, uh, everything except Tumblr. We have MySpace. Uh, <laughs> we have Tone Threads. We have Big Cartel. We'll be expanding to Spotify and iTunes once this whole EP is done. We're not on there yet. Mm-hmm. What, what do you have against Tumblr? You keep singling that one out. Oh, it's it's just like not really for bands. It was either uh, Tumblr or MySpace. I mean, there's plenty <laughs> yeah, of those. Though. We don't have one or the other, and we were like, "Man, MySpace is where it all started." Even though no one uses it, we need it. <laughs> it kind of transformed into just music stuff, though. But still, nobody uses it. Yeah, people should because it was sweet. And I, I want agree. it to feel like it's 2004 to 2009 again. <laughs> that's why I. That's why we made these songs. So, but we got to be futuristic, and we got to just have the dead MySpace lurking. Well, <laughs> it's you know, like come on. Fads always come back, so you guys will just be ready when it when it comes back. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I'm just gonna be, we're good. <laughs> All right, so this question sometimes gets really interesting answers, and sometimes it gets, uh, no. So let's see what you guys come up with. <laughs> if I was to play victim to the algorithm backwards, what would I hear? I honestly um, have no idea. <laughs> it would probably be, I don't know, probably like a really nice day. Nothing's going wrong in your life. You made the right decision. You brush your teeth in the morning and at bedtime. <laughs> no one made you mad at work. Um, you checked your bank account balance and it was like, not like any extra was in there, but you just, you knew you could afford like a couple extra things. Your guitar tone will sound great. Yeah, the guitars <laughs> probably sound better. And yeah, uh, the drums are way worse. <laughs> yeah, and all the cymbals are on upside down. Like, kind of like that reverse snare thing like it, the 80s kind of thing happening <laughs> it's yours. okay so um how about have any of you ever had an embarrassing moment on stage that you're willing to talk about oh yeah i forgot right. my hi-hat clutch <laughs> <laughs> there's been at least three shows we've had where i've kicked over a mic stand and I'm just going to say now I hate Mike stands with a passion. Um, <laughs> we don't get along. <laughs> You've dropped it within the first couple words of a song a few times. Yep. One of, the first, <laughs> one of our songs, he did nothing but move a microphone stand around. Yep. <laughs> there, are times, there are times where I win it, you know? Like, I still hate it, but, you know, sometimes I could use it. And the mic gets heavy. Um... And then other times I'm like, all right, I'm done with you. You're going back by June. And <laughs> so you're saying you're not Steven Tyler. You don't dance with it. And <laughs> uh, no, I don't have a score either. <laughs> I don't know. My, my amp acts weird sometimes. And the one show we played at Mr. Small's uh, Yin's Fest, which was like, we like, 
we worked ourselves to death trying to sell tickets and it was like all local bands the tickets were 17 bucks and we ended up selling 61 tickets and so we get, <laughs> we get the best spot on the main stage we're the very last band the only reason why we weren't why we were the last band is because the band who was from Ohio, um, their drummer passed out from heat exhaustion because we were all there all day. It was the hottest day of the summer. Oh and uh, it was it was crazy, but it was awesome. It was like, aside from going to like, uh, I don't know, like just one of your favorite band's shows, it's like it's a packed house at Smalls. Like that's what it was like all day in there. And so it was just like ton of people like creating all this heat. So like they didn't get to play. We're the last band and we're like all excited. And like, it was, you weren't really supposed to be able to use your own amps because it had to have fast changeover. We talked them into it and we get up there and we start rocking. And next thing I know, I crank up my volume, get this sound check going. And I started into the first song, like halfway through it, my volume cuts in half. And I'm like, this is great. Like, <laughs> battled to be able to use my own gear and it's like messing up on me so i go and turn it up <clears throat> play a little bit more of the song it turns up twice as loud <laughs> go and turn it down it turns down half volume again it's because the cabinet plug was like vibrating and the solder joint wasn't good anymore so it did that for pretty much the whole show and then after that i took it home and like re-soldered all of its guts back together like and it's solid as a rock now. I think Marshall should probably do it the way that I do it because <laughs> it's probably never going to mess up ever again. I didn't even get to use my amp for that show because yep. as soon as I put it on the first trip, all I got was a high-pitched whining. <laughs> it yeah, worked so, right there, but... Yeah, I was just going... Ee! It's like the equipment knows. It's like, hey, this is where you need me the most. Nah, ain't happening. It's <laughs> happen that you fight to get me to in here. Uh, so, if if you could go out on tour with any internationally touring band, um, who would you go with, and what venue would be the highlight show? Go ahead, John. They know what I'm going to say. My answer would obviously be Tool, but do they count as an internationally touring band? I don't think they've been out of the country for years. They only play a couple shows. I mean, I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know but, if that's a good question, but still, I mean, it's Tool. So. But man, they headlined Rock on the Range, and that was like the sickest concert I've ever been to. What other show did they headlined, John? The Governor's Ball in New yeah. York. <laughs> and then we came back and saw him at the Peterson Event Center the next day. So, w which of those venues would, would you want to play at with them? Or is there a different one? <clears throat> that um, that map for stadium in Columbus is amazing. The Rock on the Range one. Mm -hmm. That's probably one of the biggest stages in the world for rock and metal bands right now. I yeah, I don't. I don't know, like what, what national venue? Like, I know all the ones around here, and like, I want us to get to a point, like, as soon as we can. That's like, I really love going to Stage AE, and we can we can consistently get shows at Smiling Moose, at the Rex Theater, at Mister Small's Theater, all of those, and they are always fun. But there's never like there's never bigger bands coming through there now. And what we need to do is link up with some of the ones that can like help us like get footing to like climb up to the next level. And it seems like all the good bands that like really like would be able to help us are usually coming through places like Stage AE. And then like the even bigger national ones are playing I still call it Star Lake, but key bank or whatever it's called like it's star lake to me but um that's like not a thing yet for us but that's like just how it is like we've been a band for a year like that's cool that we uh like we just recently got signed to from the depths entertainment and they're what they are is a smaller label that helps to get bands onto the next label up and 
it's just like you have to keep climbing the ladder and working toward your goal and i don't know it's like seems like it's easy to find promoters that want to book you at like the the clubs where most of the metal like the local metal is happening but it's really hard to get in touch with ones or like if you can get in touch with them it's hard to prove yourself to them that will let you get into places like stage ae let alone star like key bank so it's like it's a tough game you got to like i don't know know some magical backstage voodoo i don't really know. <laughs> like it's bizarre to me so you would say there's an algorithm that you have to figure out yeah and how to yeah. be victim to it <laughs> pretty much back to the question though I want to play with corn, like everything yeah. in me. Corn. I would love to play with corn. I'd love to play with Avenge too. Yeah, me too. With Avenge and corn. What was that? Godsmack. <laughs> I wasn't. That, that wasn't Godsmack. That sounded like a vape. <laughs> it was my vape. Shut up. <laughs> um. What's one thing you love about your music scene, our music scene, and one thing you hate about it? Well, go ahead, guys. Well, for me, things I love is that the people who support it, they support it. Like they they come out and they 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 give their all to stay for the bands. Like the people who actually care. There are some people who come out like they're buddy band. Uh, they'll they'll come around for that band and they'll just leave. Which that happens. I, I don't really get hurt about that. Um, the thing that sucks, though, well, there's a couple of things. One, there, there seems to be a lot of clicks with these certain bands or certain groups of people that aren't even in bands that just are involved in the scene. They'll, they'll form their click and like they'll invite people in, and then once they invite enough people in, it's like, all right, well, we're including all these other people because they don't fit in with us. And it's like, it should be one big family for me. But also, there, there's the other factor of where you have all these people who want to listen to music or want you, you know whatever, but they they don't come out, they they don't leave their houses, and I think a lot of the problem is that there's most of the venues around here are based out of Pittsburgh as opposed to having like different venues in like smaller suburbs <laughs> or um, you know a, any area outside of the city. Um, however, yeah, I, I don't know. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you're on a good point with that, like. If it's not something, if it's not an all-age show at the Moose or the Rex or Smalls, um, that someone who's younger that has a car can even get to, and it's not all ages, like, you're stuck playing at local bars, and, like, a lot of them don't even really have space to accommodate a band anymore. They just want an acoustic act or something like that, like, something simple, or they just have some person DJ or whatever, which is fine, but... uh, it's like you kind of like are just, I don't know, like e- even with uh, having like John's 18 and like it's we have to like always like schmooze the doorman to like even let John in to see like the other bands play or like to even be there like before it's like time for him to put his drums onto the stage and play his first note. Like it's like so- bizarre to me. It's like put the freaking Sharpie X on his hand and let him in. He's not going to drink anyways. <laughs> So, but stuff like that is weird. Like, it's like, if you can play, you should be on the stage. It doesn't matter what age you are. And, uh, I don't know. But the other thing is that there's, we do these shows and like everybody from like the Facebook group that we're in, they're always consistently at them. We consistently go to their band's shows and like, we all show support for each other. And, but then there's the other bands who are like on this, like, they like put themselves on a pedestal and like, even their fans are like, no, you're, I don't want to hear you. Like, it's like, we got to, we, we put out an Instagram ad for our non-point show and I sent out messages to anybody who liked on the post. Like, Hey, I noticed you liked the post. Like, um, since you showed interest in attending the show, re- really just, if you can do your best to help us out, it would mean the world to us. Cause we have to sell 30 tickets to play with non-point and, uh, you know, here's the online ticket link. Thanks. And it was way more well put together than that. But we got like FU replies and stuff like blocked instantly. And so, yeah, it's like, all right, well, I see who else your crew is. And like, why do you like have to be a hater on stuff that's like 
why can there only be like one band in your mind? Like I would, I would feel shame upon any of our fans if they did that to some other band. I'd be like, why? You know? And like any band that comes out with a cool new music video or a new song, they send it to us like, Hey, check this out. We'll share it on our page. Cause we play shows with all of them and you know, do the same for us. It's like a family. What, what you're describing, what you want it to be is kind of what we have where I live. But I'm going to tell you when I started working with local bands back in let me age myself here. Back in 1996, <laughs> what we had is what you just described. <laughs> so it'll come. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with like, if you want to get on the bigger shows, you got to sell the tickets because none of the promoters that do these shows know how to promote. Like we do and we do it ourselves and we run Facebook ads of our shows to people who are like, previously interested in past shows we played and like we're not like spamming people or anything but if the promoters would learn how to do that it would be better all around for everybody and they just want to go and create the facebook event and tell you to invite all your friends your grandma your dying aunt (laughs) and like all this it's like they don't care the people who go to this venue and live by it though they care because they live by it and they can go to it Right. And they like this kind of music. Like, it's bizarre yeah, we, to me. Like, if you're a promoter, like, is not your job to, isn't it your job to like be promoting it? Right. That's kind so. Of the I think title. the mentality is, well, this is my band, and I go to every one of their shows, but I'm gonna save my thirty bucks for just them because screw that other band. Like, I don't care who they're playing with. Like, even if I like them, because I need to. Like, you know, you got the people who got to save their money. They don't have a whole lot. And then the other band members of the other bands, it's like, well, screw their show because ours is this date, even though it's a different day or especially when they're the same day, that's a whole other story. But (laughs) it's like, come to our show, like screw everybody else. It's like, dude, go to all of them. Yeah. I always thought it was kind of ironic that a lot of the promoters around here, the, the, the word promote is legitimately in their job title. And And it's such a misnomer. Yeah, all they do is get contact bands and tell them to promote for them. They don't do anything. Uh, as I said, it, it'll get the there. only. I'm the not only even that promoters from you guys, that, and it's completely different where I am. <laughs> yeah, the only promoters that ever did promote a show was the Insfest people. Was Wake Up on Fire, and like they were so like awesome about it. Like they cared if people came to it. And, like we still all had to sell our own tickets, but that's what it was about. It was a local all local bands community event that all of it was like, it was a whole local (laughs) showcase. And it was like, everybody try your best to get as many people as you can here. And we all pulled together as a community and we achieved that. And I felt really proud to be part of something like that. But when it comes to like, Hey, we're trying, we have to like prove ourselves to such and such entertainment to so-and-so promoter guy that we're good enough to, open for so-and-so band like let's spam you on facebook messenger with buy my ticket and it's like who are you well here here's our song for free like i mean we recorded ourselves it didn't cost us any money to make except to buy the computer and the instruments that we played into the microphones and all that but besides that there was no overhead there was no paying someone because it was me doing it and all of us together sitting down and mixing it the way we want it to sound and it's like here's our song for free and come to see our show and it's like so difficult because it's like people have other their whole rest of their life to live that day and you can just the other bands are like hey we're gonna be live streaming our show it's like hey we know there's not gonna be anybody at that cool (laughs) like (laughs) why like the why just play it from your living room then dude I am. Um, it's weird. It's so weird to me. When, when I was younger, I was the person that bounced from show to show to show to show from different bands. Same. But but now that I have three kids, right, it doesn't happen quite like I would like it to. <laughs> that, that's understandable. But uh, generally, generally, if I'm at a show, it's a benefit. And uh, yeah. Well, we know how to benefit. get you out then. There you go. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going to ask you one more question. 
and then I will not keep you hostage anymore for the night. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, I just, I just kind of want to put a cap on that whole thing about the, like, the clicks and everything. It's like, I don't know. We're not here to try to like act all big or something or like we're the end all be all of like how stuff should be. But like, it just, there's stuff that like, you feel like people should figure that it's like a bad thing to do, like for the music scene, especially locally when we're all trying to like, I don't know, we should all try to help each other, like rise to the next level. Like it's what it is in the end of the day is like, is your song good? Like who cares about who your friends are? Like they always come to see your show. It's like, did they, how much do they really like your song? Like what song did you write? Do I remember the words of it? Like, did they move me in some sort of way like so it's it's good to have that but like we're you know we're not trying to act like tough or anything like it's just like you want to see everybody like kind of learn a good way to like coexist and also help each other and you know i think it's definitely possible well getting getting involved with with jonna from first angel media um will hook you up for things like um myself and um devil inside promotions and then you have uh twist of fate productions um, mm-hmm. you know so th- there's there's a lot of i'll use your word a lot of clicks there but they're all willing to invite people in yeah everyone we met from that way was like super cool like super nice super helpful jonna took like the awesomest photos of us from She's the racks amazing. and i'm like my profile picture is one of them. It's like, come on, this is great. I love this. Like, I love that there are people like this in the scene now. Yeah, yeah. What everything you're saying, like, it, it comes up all the time on here. Nobody's gonna gonna think that you're like attacking the scene. It, it's a problem. Oh no, yeah, it's, it's just fun. mainly certain people. <laughs> it, 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 honestly, it reminds me of this video I just watched about Tyler the Creator. If you if you've heard of him, uh, he. He was up on stage and he was kind of doing. He, he's a funny guy, so he was like kind of standing there, just like staring off. He looks off into the crowd and like there's like six or seven different pits, like these small little tiny pits all throughout the crowd. And, like you can see the circles where they're ending up. And he stops the whole show. He's like, "Hey, like this is stupid. You guys have like seven different pits that are all super small. Why don't you just take all the pits and put them together and make it one big pit?" And that's yeah. really what we're doing with the music community, like. It just doesn't make any sense why everybody can't just support each other. And, and I understand, like, there, there's people who aren't so great or kind of have a bad attitude and whatnot. You know, those people should be weeded out. But everybody can coexist. Everybody can get along. And I, I, I don't know. It's just my view going on. It. No, that, that makes perfect sense. And, and it shouldn't be a genre thing either. And that that tends to happen, too, where, like, People won't go see bands from other genres. Um, I, I go. I've been to to um, blues shows. I've been to rock shows. I've been to acoustic shows. I've been to country shows. I've been to metal shows. You know, and I've been to shows where all of those were in the show. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's what I like about the Rock for Life shows too. They start out with usually with an acoustic act or two, and then it works its way up to bands like Scale. <laughs> so, sounds cool so you know you you have like every genre of music um th- there was a blues band in there there was um I, I don't know what he would call himself i think he says rock but uh lenny Kalini, um four pack i believe he calls it rock but i think it's more like a pop rock <laughs> but i mean it fits because of the way that you do the lineup but th- those are shows you guys should check out the rock for life stuff. It's uh rockforlifeconcert.com and coincidentally I did that site too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so here's my last question for you. And each of you can answer it. It's what is one thing about yourself that your fans would be surprised to know? I'm a vampire. <laughs> you honestly look like one dude. What'd you say, Van? Uh, nothing. I was Christian. He said he was a vampire. I was saying I do too, but I don't think that's going to be my answer. I don't know, man. I think tomorrow we should all dress up like vampires now. <laughs> Let's do it. I got a cape. 
Well, four of us will, but Ben will just be himself. Yeah. Well, three of us will, and Ben will be himself because Cody's not on this. Yeah. Alright, I need to meditate on my answer here. <laughs> so do I. I don't know, like, really... I don't know. I get some head turns when they find out I'm 18. That's. I, I'll talk a little bit while you guys think. That's kind of the the same thing when I like when I tell a band, "Oh yeah, I teach at a Catholic school." Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not what you expect to hear, right? So yeah, I mean, I mean, I got the facial hair thing going, and I got hair down to like the middle of my back and stuff, and I just like we all kind of blend and look similar ages, but. I mean, we got Chris in here who's 34. We got two people around 22 and like a 26-year-old, and there's me. <laughs> See, I look at it the other way. Like, I got all these, like, younger dudes, and then I'm the older guy. So it's like me and – but it's weird because me and John, uh, he called me up because he wanted me to record the band he was trying to start. And as he talked about uh, how much – he wants to like be in a band that like goes somewhere. And he was telling me that he didn't like have a full list of members and everything. I just finally said like, Hey man, uh, you want to jam sometime? And he's like, yeah, sure. Like let's, so like then, and I already had Cody. Like I had been drinking buddies with Cody and jammed with him on guitar and bass a bunch of nights throughout the years. And I was like, Cody, I think we found a drummer. So we went over his house and we just started practicing from there. And then it was like Ben got added in. He knew how to play songs before like we even met him because we had demos up and he like learned them himself and came and jammed them with us. And then we got Christian because this girl that we know knew that we were looking for a singer. And I didn't even know that he sang because he was playing drums in a different band. And I knew him as a guitar and bass player of two other older bands. And he sang his demo in and it like, I was like, dude, I didn't know you sang. Like, he's like, yeah, I want to come try out. And we're like, yes, please. But, uh, <laughs> like, Chris, you- it still like was this like thing of John being the youngest and me being the oldest, but we like would have late porch nights hanging out. Can I point out, Chris, you made the whole singer thing sound way too easy. It was, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We looked well, for like over a year. Yeah. I guess that, like, what you brought up about how you knew me in different bands, that could kind of be like <clears throat> one of the things people would be surprised about. Like, I play multiple instruments and stuff. I'm not just a vocalist, but for us, I am. But I, I, I like to play everything. You're Hello. welcome for your answer. Dude. <laughs> if anything, up until now, you've been the vocalist least compared to the other ones. Yeah, I mean, I was a vocalist in a band way back, but we sucked. <laughs> for, for the amount of time that he's been in the band, he was our vocalist for the shortest, but the amount of work he's done, he's been the best. <laughs> oh, uh, making me sick. Can anybody else have an answer? That leaves you, Ben. I didn't do one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, I guess that I'm just... I've lived all over the country at this point, so I guess that would kind of surprise people to say that I lived in North Dakota, because already not many people can say that. Except people, people that live in North Dakota. But yeah, I lived on an Indian <laughs> reservation. What, all, all five of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but every there three. there so will be like, times, though, that we're talking, and Ben's like, we're talking about some place and somewhere, he's like, oh yeah, I lived there before. And you're just like, what? Like, okay, cool. <laughs> so what's it like there? Sucks. All right. <laughs> Everywhere sucks because Ben knows that it sucks because he's lived there before. <laughs> Even here. Here sucks the least. Because we're here, buddy. <clears throat> yeah. With trees, too. That's a big plus. I like trees. Okay. I'll do my answer. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I don't have a name for it, but I record bands and I'm usually the one who mixes it and does everything for it. I recorded us. I recorded my previous band, Existential Gentleman. I recorded the Failsafes demo. These are bands that you probably heard of. 
yes. you know, that I was in Tommy's band, Meaning in the Static. I recorded that and our second iteration of it, Your Everyday Funeral. See, I have, uh, I have songs from all these, both like, of those bands. <laughs> and uh, so, like, I'm always, like, it doing this, like, behind the scenes, like, of recording. And every once in a while, I'll be at some show and then someone will come up to me or, like, one of my other band members. And then I'll get a message later that's like, hey, your guitar player said that you record bands. Like, how much do you charge? And it's like, it's weird because, like, I'm like, how do you know that I do this? Because, like, I really only started out, like, in high school to try to record my own stuff like of whatever band i was in because it's like well if you can learn how to do it which i think everybody should then you can do it the way you want on your own time and but then i figured like i might as well like charge 20 or 30 bucks an hour like for anybody because like it's it is my time and like i do have the gear to do it but it's weird because like it's 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 more like my thing that I'm surprised to know about myself because I don't really market it or like go out and like say like, Hey, uh, like Facebook post, I want to re- be your band recorder guy and like make money from you thing. Like it's like, I don't do that, but like it's all the time. Like right now I'm in the middle of recording a single for wretched whore. I'm also going to be recording a single for dead tree right now I'm, for the past year. I've been in the middle of, completing the full length with the art of burning bridges and what's the other one i think that's it i'm not sure well, but, and we're also in the middle of doing our own one so it's like i'm like all over the place thank you guys for coming on no problem yeah absolutely it's a yeah, pleasure. It was really fun and uh you know as you're out playing with those bands that that are in your click until you infiltrate those other clicks you can mention the show. That's what it's all about, man. Making connections and making friends and getting it all spanned out further. All of us. But hey, right, so I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go. Yeah.
Everybody's fucking dead